but it's always when I like straighten my hair because I it's mm-hmm. weird because this is the first time in a, in about three years I've straightened my hair. Three years. Yeah, like I'm so used to you, well, not having your hair straightened. Like it, it looks really good. Thank you, thank you. And then I was like, it just sometimes it's when I straighten my too. hair. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because because when I was younger, every time I would come back to the UK, my mum would have my hair straightened just mm. to because the constant pulling and to relax the edges and yeah. that's so only once a year. I know people be like, oh my god, here and I'm like, look, it's works for me. I do it literally once a year. It's not that deep. Um, yeah, but yeah, those people who like, like oh, your hair. yeah, they're like, oh, I'm I'm like against heat, like heat damage. And I think you really, in my opinion, you only really get heat damage if you're doing something excessively like i'm yeah. like i i blow dry my hair once a month and straighten once a year mm. and you've seen my hair it's never looked like it was on a verge of heat damage i've never had heat yeah damage. so i think it does depend also like on it your depends hair on your, your hair, hair yeah okay routine but like if those people are like oh i relax and i straighten my hair every other week and they're like confused how they got heat damage i'm a bit <laughs> i don't know i don't really know what to say to you really that's yeah not, not say like, i've never relaxed my hair and i don't think i ever will um yeah yeah remember it was big i remember relaxing was big when i was in school um and my friends yeah. had their hair relaxed but then like they then they started their natural hair journey where like, they cut oh, it yes, all off yes, and i'm like ah they're always like after oh, you never ever relax your hair like i was like yeah i wasn't planning to um, Thank goodness our mums were, like, so, were on that and not lying us. Yeah, like I texturized it to make it a bit softer, but like it was never serious, like permanent, like um, like permanent relaxing or anything like that. So. Yeah, honestly. Like man, uh, yeah, black hair's just so much like it's work. work. Like I remember when I was in uh, at work, like at like uh, college, and my colleagues were like, there was this woman, and she was like, oh, like. Just have your natural hair out. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh well, I want to, but I've got two slots to like, maintain. She's like, oh no, like I was like, I'm not ashamed of my natural hair. I love it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of work, like to actually maintain, like day in day out. Hello everyone, uh, excuse me interrupting here. We forgot to film an introduction, but there are a few things we wanted to say before we start the episode. Firstly, this episode was recorded a while ago, like over a month ago. So a lot of the topics will sound familiar because they were quite topical at the time or quite popular at the time. But obviously over a month has passed and they might not be as topical some of the discussions that we're having today. We also want to say a lot of what we're discussing, especially about the Euros, this was recorded before we found out that England made the finals for the first time in 55 years and lost the finals well. But a lot of the feelings and sentiments we have have stayed the same. We also have some good news that because some of us are a little bit more free now, we will be trying to upload every Wednesday to bring out some more content for you guys. That's really exciting. And this is for the foreseeable future. So around September time and then probably September onwards, it will most likely be every other Wednesday since we'll probably have less time. But because we are releasing more content out, there might be episodes when there might be two of us, three of us, or a solo podcast. So please be aware of that as all three of us have different schedules and we're on different pages in life. So sometimes it's a little bit hard to organize us coming together. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to share to your friends and give us a follow on Instagram, which is where we'll update you guys on whatever's happening with this podcast. And yes, let's get back into it. But I wanted to know, like, um, I had to ask you guys, like, a quick question. 
you know like when it's the world cup and when you know it's the euros and stuff is it just me or do you guys start to feel like a little bit uneasy when you see so many like saint george's flags everywhere i don't know if you've seen that meme uh, that was out there like oh there, there was this um asian woman she was like is it just me or when i start seeing the saint george flag everywhere i start to feel like uneasy and, I, and when she said that i was like you know yeah. what like i i thought it was just me who felt that like i don't know if you guys were here for like 2016 uh like when brexit was happening and like the uh uh it was like elections like general elections and like the amount of uh yeah saint george's like england flags around i was feeling so uncomfortable but I had those alongside like all the UKIP flags so yeah exactly. I was feeling I was feeling pretty uneasy like um like I was walking home uh where I live in blank and I was just surprised that like normally it's like a race between you know conservative and labor but it was like in my place like conservative and UKIP like mm. that was like uh those were the two main like parties I guess and it's just kind of crazy when you see like your neighbor's you kind of talk to at times and like they suddenly have all these like St George's flags and UKIP posters in their windows and I'm like oh mm. okay that's interesting mm. but yeah I know what you mean like I wish I didn't associate like St George's flags with like weird nationalism but mm. I guess maybe that's where I just kind of grow up and I just have that kind of unease but yeah yeah but like I feel like uh, uh, I don't know if like you know because it's it's a bit weird like especially like, not like hooligans. weird yeah like that's how like it Mm. it just has such a sort of negative representation that it just makes people feel a little bit uneasy Mm. Mm. even with me like even if jazz made a good point i don't know if you want to elaborate but like when it gets to like the world cup and euros it's just so interesting how people like for me i hate to say it but like if if i was to see like a black person really passionate about like england winning and succeeding I'll kind of be like, why? Because England's never really wanted us to win in and succeed in things. And when you have these, like said, black football players that just dribble a ball once, they get like so much racial abuse. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't I don't really understand in terms of like that sort of level of patriotism. I'm not saying it's negative. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, mm. but I've always struggled to have that kind of patriotism to a country that I don't know if I felt that same type of love back. So I don't know. I don't know. But Jazz made like a really good point when he was talking about it. I don't know if, if he wanted to elaborate. No, it's, it's basically what you said. It's hard to feel proud of a country that's like, you know, oppressed. Oh, yeah. God, here we go again. I'm really depressing myself. But like, you know, it's just, it's, I feel like, but also I, I, I thought it was just me, but there's like a, there's a YouTube channel that I like for like football content. Um, and like it's like uh, there's something called the Redman TV, and then like an offshoot of that is like one of the produ- one of the presenters. His name is like Mage, and his like YouTube channel is like Mage TV, and he talks about like, listen, like I'm not really passionate about um, England football. Like I'll watch it if it's on, but a part of me politically cannot associate myself with a nation that is so disparaging to poor people and mm. you know different aspects of the world that I supporting them just feels wrong to him and he just doesn't yeah. support them mm-hmm. and also yeah the fact that they let's be honest we're not really that good like we're good <laughs> enough to get far but we're not that we're good, good like, enough one to, thing you can... to ching the nike sponsorships we're good enough just to ching that exactly exactly <laughs> you can say oh people say like oh no liverpool supporters were like glory we, we, we live in the past that's true we do live in the past but we at least won something within the last 10 20 years i can't think of anything that 
England mm-hmm. have won. Maybe, maybe maybe England have won something, and I just don't know about it. But I can't think of anything significant like a World Cup or Euros. Did we win? But, the, no, I don't think we won the Euros. No. Like I think like, and they keep holding on to that like, well, whatever that year was, that Gary Lineker, whatever that moment was. Because you know what's so weird? This is what I realized with like literally the last time the UK won anything, our own parents anyway. weren't even alive for that. Like oh, that's man. how bad it is. Like that's how bad it is. Our own parents weren't even alive. Like as you were saying, they get really close like, in the last World Cup. I don't even know. I can't remember. But the thing oh, is, it's coming like, home. It's coming home. I can't. Like, did we? Yeah. Oh. Were we close with that? Or and I felt so um, embarrassed because like, I think we came thought, went to the semis or the quarterfinals. We came fourth, I think. Mm. We came fourth or something like that. Because we lost Fair to. Enough. Well, we. I, I love how I said we. England yeah, lost to. Um, because it's so funny like we can all be england england but when we go and talk to like an english person they always go oh where are you really from when we're all born yeah. in england so that's why i also i struggle when i go where i almost catch myself i'm like do i feel as if i'm in-? anyways but like i think with like england this is it's weird it's weird and they can tell like not everyone's that passionate about their team because it's always around this like more world cup when they always go guys make sure to support us make sure to buy the jerk like i barely see anyone even wearing like the england like when it was the world cup i saw more people wearing nigerian tops than like the english football club top like that was like how like that's how like little like people sort of um support it here and it's just weird to me because the England football team as well like they always like condemn you know the Eastern European countries for being racist they're always quick to like point the finger but I'm like why yeah but what's that saying like when you point a finger there's you know there's three pointing back at you yeah like the Spider-Man meme yeah like when you point at someone Mm -hmm. there's three pointing back at you so I always find that quite interesting but like like you said I just find it hard to be you know, it's coming home, lads. It's coming home. When it's just like it's 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 weird to me. And also, like for example, when they beat Sweden, like you know, the footballers were going in IKEA trashing up the place, and I'm just like, well, I almost got it's secondhand embarrassment, even though I'm not. I don't. I don't even support England. Mm. You know mm. that 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 strongly. But I always thought it was really interesting about that. Like, even I though, like, we bring up a yeah. point about um, this might be on a. Well, kind of like a tangent about black athletes but yeah it's like as you were saying it's like there's a weird thing like being in England like with it any sport to be fair it's like if you're a I guess well-known like black athlete or I guess athlete of color mm. and they'll support you like you know if you're representing England like you know like Mo Farah like in the Olympics yeah, or whatever yeah. like you're very you're English then but like if you mess up like suddenly it's like oh get out of our country you know xyz you know they're, they're very quick to like turn the blame on you it. it's almost like an ownership like oh we can own these black athletes of ours but you know you have to represent us though in england like we'll see you and as it's a, only athletes athlete. as well it's yeah. only specifically athletes you don't see like authors you know like, yeah, uh, like obviously yeah. the successful like authors and stuff but it's, it's specifically athletes you know? or musicians mm. Not even mm. musicians, actually. I'm not going to say that because I don't really think England claim like black rappers, do they? Probably not. Uh, no. I mean, they were they got pretty angry at Stormzy, didn't they? Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, probably it's, did. It's, it's literally only if you're an athlete. It's not even like even as a politician, it's not the same. Like it's literally purely an athlete. I just even I just like, realized even that. Now. Like Mo Farah, like his name is Mohammed Farah. Like mm. he's Muslim, I think, and it's just kind of. I don't know if he's always called himself like Mo Farah, but I don't know if that was the press who were like always calling Mo rather than like full name Muhammad. It's just mm, kind I of didn't even think about that. 
like it's weird how I don't know anglicized like they just yeah it's like it's like a kind of almost like ownership of like there's not ownership of black people but I, of their image and it's like oh you kind of work for us like you know yeah it's, it's even that. like when um you know Marcus Bashford uh who was actually like you know helping with the whole um like free school moves free school meals was like um parliament and everything and like soon he talks mm. as soon as he talks out about racism in football like his twitter feed like all these people thinking oh go for, just stick to playing football what do you know about stop complaining about uh racism you're making more, like all these millions a year it's like like racism mm. still affects you like that's the thing it's like they see you like as a good person when you're kicking a ball around and helping to get free school meals but you talk about your own personal experiences about racism and then suddenly they don't want to hear anything because i wanted to know your thoughts because you know how like they had that social media thing where they had that boycott do you did you think it would did you think that was impactful that you know sports associations athletes they were all like okay to stop you know to go against racism we're all going to boycott social media for a couple of days or however long it was did you feel as if when that happened did you feel yeah we're making moves or um, i mean didn't you see when um england were playing against what, what team were we playing albania or something or some team oh no i think it was poland or something recently um they took the knee because also one performative thing the England team do is that they take a knee before every single game. At this oh, point do now, now, I don't even know why they. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, are you sure why, you're not talking about the they... Champions League final? Are you sure you're not talking about that when no, they no, were all booing? I'm talking, uh, no, I'm talking about uh, recently. Um, oh. And the England team did it, and then there were I think there were England fans in the stands booing. And because, yeah, like because, um, uh, the manager to address it after the game was like, yeah. Well, we were going to stop, but since people are still doing it, they clearly don't understand the message. I, I think the most powerful thing is to not play. If people are booing, get off the pitch, don't play. Like, yeah. I, I think you, you, like, you, like, just get off the pitch. I think that's the thing. The only, because the only way, I feel like with a team like France, maybe it'll be more impactful because there's like way more black people in there. But imagine if they were all, all the black people, all people who are Muslim, any sort of minority, they're like, you know what? Let's just not play. Like, some a team like England, the only reason why I'm saying it wouldn't really impact it because I think it's majority. Why isn't it the players that were that they're on the pitch? Yeah, I think it goes for most countries though. Oh yeah, true, most countries, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I because yeah, especially like when you see the booing, is that that whole like for me, I'm just like I would just not play. I'd just be like, you know what, let's just mm. if all of us collectively just don't play, that's the only way people would not even because that's the thing, do they actually learn or do they learn not to boo? like in front of people that's the that's the only thing but if all of the players heard the booing and then were like you know what let's just no we're not doing this today like you know when they had that champions league match and they postponed it because of like mm-hmm. the racism that was happening i think oh, those yeah. types of things are more powerful because you're hurting them you're what hurting the pop um, i forgot it was it a psg game oh yeah yeah so yeah i know what you mean yeah it was a psg game you're right yeah i think if players don't play the corporations, it's hurting their pockets. So they'll make sure that these types of things don't happen. Like they don't broadcast But that's it. a very optimistic view because the the owners would just be like, if you don't play, you don't get paid. But the, oh dear. Hmm. But the thing is, or you can pull a Naomi Osaka and then go public. Like that, isn't that what they were kind of doing with her, with her mental health thing? Uh, well, not her mental health thing, but when she, she didn't go to the press conference because it was impacting her mental health, she got fined. And then she didn't want to go to the press conferences. And then they tried to do that same thing where they tried to manipulate her. And then they were like, you know what? I'm just going to drop out. 
um, because it's impacting my mental health. The French Open look bad happened. now. She doesn't look bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know, actually, to be fair, you say that. I, I, I'm completely Naomi Osaka side. One thing I didn't like was um, Serena Williams' reaction. Right? It was very yeah. passive-aggressive. Oh, wait, oh, what did it she say? Like, I never saw anything. What did she say? She basically said, yeah, it does suck that she went through that. Like, some people are thin-skinned uh, and thick-skinned. I'm personally thick-skinned. I would have gone through, but it's it's fine that she decides uh, to yeah. I'm like, really? Because people were applauding like, her. Wow, I didn't like what she said. I didn't like what she said. Because she was basically implying that people have mental health issues. They're weak-minded people. Basically, that's what she was just implying. Mm. She could have just said, like, oh, I really wish her all the best. Like, French Open should do much better to support their athletes. Stop like there. That. Exactly, just, just stop there. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to... Like, like actually, didn't Anomi Osaka beat Serena Williams? Isn't, yeah, like multiple like times now. Yeah. But like, the, for me, what was so weird, it was it, this is what frustrates me. And now this is going to go into a d- deeper topic, but she's going through this, and barely any of the female athletes actually stood up for, like, actually genuinely yeah. were like, you know, like the one that's ranked number one right now, she completely dismissed Naomi Osaka, didn't say anything positive. Serena Williams technically didn't say anything positive. Uh, Venus kind of but she was kind of like well I personally for me I'm just going to like not really let them like a candle in my life kind of thing and it's weird it's weird to me like it's just for me when I see that I'm like this was the moment for everyone to be it seems to be like yeah that just was really weird to me personally and I think and I was just thinking like it's crazy because I'm pretty sure I can't remember Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer some years ago I swear he was like I don't want to talk to the press or anything like that and I'm pretty sure he was like applauded for it I can't quite remember when but yeah I'm just thinking like there's just like this girl's like pretty much like our age like black well half black half um but a person of color Japanese um yeah and it's just like she should have she could have had like all this support they could have made a really big difference like in tennis which is so like historically white and like almost elitist and it's like they're either making steps towards that i think uh what's her name like uh uh bernie billy king oh, billy something like, billy king billy yeah king? she king. was like yeah and she won like i think wimbledon like ages ago who knows and she wrote out this massive statement of like oh what i think about naomi osaka's like uh, decision i'm just like number one i don't really get what people are making statements on someone else's like decision like it's a bit yeah. weird and then she i just i i don't know yeah. like oh in my day the only way we sh- were known was if we had spoke to the press and did all these things blah blah blah, blah. um i sympathize with naomi but i think that she should have and i'm just like why are you even talking like and it's crazy because yeah. when when this woman came out as lesbian the press were all on her so i'm just mm. kind of thinking like so you can't wait for all of this yeah. and now you're surprised why maybe doesn't want to go talk to the press i think what they all thought would happen i think and what i mean what they're all from the players and anyone like within this all that that french open that you know organized i think they thought that naomi osaka was going to get ridiculed by the by public perception she's going to lose yeah. her sponsorships and all these things but instead it actually did the complete opposite and it's made people be like wait a second all she said was that I can't do press conferences, but I'm still willing to pay. So, I mean, still willing to play. So I'm confused why I can't do. And I understand like their whole, cause this is, this is where, you know, jazz was, you know, you always talk about this, you know, money, because if she doesn't show up to the press conferences, it's, you know, hurting the, the wages of those people who, 
make their like their job is to basically write about Naomi Osaka. So if Naomi Osaka isn't talking, it's affecting them, it's affecting, mm. you know, publishers and all these things. So I think it's just mainly, and I think these corporations thought that they can control her with money. But the girl, this like playing, this is not her she sole millions. income. She has millions. <laughs> She's the highest paid like tennis athlete, female athlete, I don't know in, in terms of male, but athlete, one of the highest paid athletes right now. So for her, yes, people are like, oh, yeah, 50,000, 20,000. But for her, she can afford doing that. So I think they thought they could control her by doing that. But you can only control players who don't have the amount of sponsorship deals that she has, if that makes sense. And I hope, you know, I hope she, you know, she she gets best and she gets help and all these things. But I don't think what she was asking for was that difficult. Like, she just didn't want to do press. But then people go, oh, well, that's what you sign up for when you're an athlete. But you could say, I could tell yeah, she I had, like, really social anxiety. Like, when you look like, at her, you can tell she's yeah. an anxious person. You can see it when she's doing the interviews, her voice and shit. I, I was like, does she, like, should you, like, I don't know. But, but then you see it's like that whole thing of that whole like athlete you know mentality like all that worker mentality you're meant to sacrifice everything because that's what it is and you don't have to sacrifice your own mental well-being if, if you came to come at coming at the end of the day you came to play tennis you didn't really come to go and do it and this is why she probably yeah. gets anxious she goes and does a press thing like she does now and then gets hate for it so how's that helping her mental health like i don't i don't understand and and it was a shame to see um especially the female athletes not really being that supportive because we all seem to be on the same page about equal pay. We all seem to be on the same page about, you know, rights when your mother, remember, I remember Nike wasn't very good with that or something like they weren't sponsoring people that whoever got pregnant, I don't know if it's true, allegedly. But then when it's something like mental health, we all don't seem to be on the same page or racism, we all don't seem to be on the same page. It's, it's, it's a bit weird to me. But um, do, do you think athletes should be obliged, like should do press conferences or do you think they should just play and like, that's it? Like, well, I think just never been... any... So you go. I've just never really, especially with tennis, like I've never really, if they felt the need to like, listen to what the athletes like say, like I watched a match. Like if they want to speak to the press, fine. If they don't, they don't. Like I just, I don't think press is worth like, you know, people's mental health. Like I, you know, you're just doing, I guess doing it for the headlines and for people to write their stories, but I don't think it's necessary really. I could watch news headlines on BBC, like if I need to, but Mm-mm. other than that, I don't really care. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I know it's very hard for people to understand and believe, but at the end of the day, athletes are workers too. Like. They are in the same bracket of someone who worked at a steel mill or someone who works at the post office. They are employed to do a job. And, you know, they are entitled to the same rights that every human being should do. So if they don't want to do something, they don't have to, you know. Regardless, like, if the job says play football, then they play football. But I understand that people are like, oh, they're making millions of dollars, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week, most of them. You know, they, they should you know um speak to press which uh, i understand that perspective but then you also again you're lumping a group of people just into one category of like okay you're doing mm. this you have, to, you have to do this yeah um which shouldn't be the case some days like i think uh there's a great Kyrie irving uh like video on the internet i don't know guys if you saw it but he was like talking to like a press officer and he was talking about like listen, like, I don't really care what the press press says anymore. Like, you report on me and say things like, oh, Kyrie Irving um, is angry one day and then happy the next as if 
people don't have mood swings. Like, mm. so I'm just going to keep doing me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that is a very valid point. Media makes it seem like all these athletes are these. And, and to be fair, some of them are not bad people. That's goes for any industry, but the industry, does, uh, the media does make it seem like these athletes are just these autonomous machines that mm. play any sport and then go home and, you know, bathe in their riches but they're human beings too they have families they have anxieties yeah. they have strengths weaknesses hopes dreams aspirations so i think the media plays a huge role in dehumanizing them and it's our job as uh, as individuals to make sure like understand that they are workers too and we need to treat them with empathy which is hard yeah. it's very hard because i think because you know especially with the press they're not saying they don't want to play like they're still playing so in terms of you getting to watch them play they can do that but like you said i think everyone has a right to say no and with the press no matter what they say they're going to get ridiculed like no matter what they say so there's no incentive for them to even yeah. want to do what you just saying there's no incentive to want to do that like for me if, even if i was in that position you know i could say something and the way i speak to my friends and family might be different to how i'm speaking to the media but then they interpret something wrong and what i'm saying or they go they you know they grab one thing and then they clip it into something way bigger than it actually is or for example um you know a player might say something and then they go oh this person wants to leave the team or oh this person's calling it and they probably won't they're just talking in general and in, in jest but i definitely agree with you i think do do players need to do press i don't okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sound controversial i think they need to to have some form of connection to like the public i think if they just went to play and then they all went home i think it would be hard to sort of establish sort of like a weird artificial sort of relationship with them however a parasocial relationship exactly however if they don't want to they don't they they shouldn't need to if that makes sense they i feel like for and, and this is the thing, I think the press isn't really for them, it's for the public, really. And I think the public needs that, you know, to see them and talk to them and all these things. But I think they I should disagree. Need to- I think I think you're, you're misunderstanding that the, the press industry is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Like, the second, like, think, think about this. When, if LeBron James, no, not necessarily LeBron James, like the Lionel Messi stuff, like if Lionel Messi said tomorrow, oh, I'm leaving Barcelona, Think about the amount of clicks that gets on a website. Think about the amount of, well, I was going to say newspaper sales. I don't want these newspapers anymore. No, but I'm saying, but, that's about, it, but about, because what you're, you're almost saying my point, because if you, because oh, you just said, oh, Messi says if he leaves, I'm saying what if they don't tell people they're leaving and they just leave or they just go onto a pitch and they go, because you wouldn't know if like, for example, the reason I why agree, everyone yeah. knew Messi wanted to leave was because he said it out loud. And so there is some mm-hmm. form of need maybe you didn't go and sit down and say in a press conference. And that's why I'm saying they can use their own social medias or their own platforms to control whenever they want to say something. I think the way the mm. world is, I don't think you need to sit on a panel and speak. I think you can have, I, I th- and that's uh, what I was uh, saying. I think they need to have some form of communication or some form of press. I don't think press is the right word, but I think commun- there needs to be a communication with the athlete and the people. However, in terms of how that's meant to happen, I think it should be dependent on the actual athlete and their well-being rather than these ESPNs and all these people. Because the amount of times, like, for example, the Naomi Osaka thing, this is what something that really agitated me. So Naomi Osaka came out and said that statement. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith, he went and said, well, today's the anniversary of my mother's death. I don't really want to be here, but I have a job and I have to do it. That's you as an individual. Like you can That's do that. Awful. What are you? Like, you he said that. He literally said that. I'll link it to you guys. He's like, yeah, like today's oh, wow. anniversary of my mom's death. 
it's really like affecting me I don't want to be here today but I have to because it's my job and people want to hear me do the press you don't need to be there like you don't Uh... actually have to be if you took the day off and you're like I can't do this today my mom, like everyone would be that's you know, your own but personal don't, situation but like, how and so how yeah. can you equate someone oh i suffer from depression and social anxiety and i can't do a press conference and you're almost manipulating your own personal experience to make it seem like naomi osaka is just being like a spoiled brat i don't know if that's what he was meaning to come across but when he said that i was a bit like but also, but like, also I, Scott, uh, I get what you're saying but not everyone can do that and that's the thing like that's what i mean in terms of I think the public needs some form of relationship with the uh, with the athlete, but it doesn't necessarily need to be sitting on a panel. Because how can Naomi Osaka say that? Naomi did it on Instagram just, anyway. Just name like, said press, like can, dismissing mm. her experience. So that's why she probably uh, but, did uh, but, it on Instagram. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, that's what I mean. She did it on Instagram, right? She did it on Instagram on her own platform, on her own terms. And she was completely transparent to the point where it backfired on the press. If she went to the press conference and said that, I feel like it would have been manipulated against her. But she used her own sort of following her own platform to speak her own mind. That's what I was saying. Athletes, I feel like, should do that rather than go to these press conferences, have these people ask the same question 10 trillion times to get them to then snap and then clip that to then manipulate them but sorry go ahead but but what i'm saying is that these industries are reliant on these athletes to create clicks so it's not just the the companies that which need the clicks it's also the football club that needs the clicks because if they Mm. have a good relationship with a certain company or certain media corporation they'll pay money be like hey listen can we have you know uh Virgil van dyke for like a media session this is this day yeah we'll give you something whatever million to help you blah 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 blah. this is so to it's again. I, I'm not. I'm not saying this is a good thing, by the way. I'm not saying this is this yeah, is bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that yeah, there's yeah. exploitation going on in order to benefit yeah. others. So we need to remember that to to say like, oh yeah, they should do this. We need to remember, okay, but why are they doing it? Are they doing it because they want to? Or are they doing it because they have external obligations placed on them by uh, a contract that they signed, or you know, um, uh the the team that they're at like these, these yeah but that's what that's literally what about. i was saying before i said the press isn't beneficial to the athlete that's what i was saying before it's yeah, beneficial but, but, to yeah. the public and the press and all the all the above true 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 and i also think that especially with the like the inclusion of instagram and stuff and twitter and mm. uh you know I, I can't remember what video i was watching but i was basically watching um something i was looking at the idea of celebrities and how that's slowly been shifted uh, uh, slowly mm-hmm. been changed like yeah. think about this like 30 years ago or 40 years ago like when you imagined a celebrity you couldn't imagine where they really lived unless you physically walked into a celebrity's house and you checked yeah, it out yeah. and stuff yeah. you couldn't imagine like how you know someone like you know Marilyn Monroe I don't know why this, I just thought of a random celebrity in the past Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. how she lived back in the day or the Rockefellers lived but now mm-hmm. we can see how the one percent of the world live but just by going on our phones going to YouTube yeah, so like architectural that, that wall, digest in all those places. Mm. Exactly, exactly. And that wall between um that wall of privacy between celebrities and the public is decreased significantly. Yeah. And I think that comes with some pros and some cons. Some pros, like you said, is that they have the opportunity to share what they feel when they feel like it. Like example, like the, the mm. Osaka situation. But then obviously another negative is that they have that obligation to share. Like the second you have an Instagram account, you can't be like you can't be like, a, I don't know, a famous celebrity and then have an Instagram and then like post like once every year or once every 
every uh, uh, six mm. months or something. You know what I mean? You yeah, have to yeah, yeah. maintain that social presence because at the end of the day, we we have created a new form of capital, a new form of social currency, which is like Instagram likes, Instagram tweets. Mm. I mean, uh, mm. tweets, you know, all these things, which you need to maintain your relevance and thereby maintain your uh, money flow. Um, yeah. Which I've got sucks, a question which sucks. Um, for you guys. Um, with COVID right now and like how it's kind of shaped like the world in the past year, do you feel like the need for celebrity has died down or people's frustrations with celebrities and their image has um, changed? Because I've kind of noticed, um, I'm mainly on Twitter quite a lot. So I noticed when the pandemic first started, I know you'd have all these stars kind of crying in their like mansions and things like that mm-hmm. and um they released that really tone deaf like imagine cover with like gal gadot uh and a bunch of other celebrities and have you do you see like a shift of people being from kind of realizing like hey these people do not have the same life as me you know my i'm losing i've lost my job i've you know lost family members all these things and celebrities are still here trying to uh again as you said like maintain their relevance like do you feel like that's been a shift now in celebrity culture i wouldn't i wouldn't really say covid i feel like uh, i think covid fueled it but i feel like there's been yeah. a decline but it also depends on like the the individual and the person like i'm going to use the kardashians as an example no one really deep down cares about what's going on with the kardashians but all the information that we all know about them has not been voluntary it's because you've seen it on memes or it's popped up on your instagram feed or it's popped up on your snapchat or all these things and so I definitely think, um, like, when you look at them as an example, maybe 10 years ago, you know, everyone was super obsessed with them and what they're doing, all these things. But because now there's, like, a weird sort of, there's, like, a disconnect. And I think it went even, you know, with that whole, like, Jordan Wood situation, especially with the Black mm. community, I think, especially with the Black women, it's been, like, a wait a second, no, like, kind of thing. Um, and I think definitely with that when when the celebrities have these bodies or these lip injections or all these things I think people are starting to realize their idea of celebrity or their idea of beauty or what they idolize isn't actually a reality it doesn't exist it's basically like oh you want to look like this person have these features they don't actually have that naturally so I think then that's when that disconnect starts to happen and that you know it kind of shatters I definitely think the idea of celebrity I think it depends on the individual, but for me, I don't really care that much about the celebrity as much. Mm. Actually, I don't know if I really ever did in the past, but I think it's because that whole thing, like you said, I can't really relate to you. Um, it's going to sound really deep, but I'm like, well, I don't feel like you support my community. Um, like that whole thing, as my mom would say, is this person like paying my bills? Are they helping with, then I shouldn't really care like what they're up to. But definitely, I think in terms of like, when you look at the Kardashians, for an example, like you have those types of celebrities that are so thirsty to like still keep relevant um and i'm not gonna like kevin hart is one of those people like i don't know why yeah. this guy is still famous honestly no idea. he really annoys no me idea. he's sorry like i just get irritated when i see his face like no idea i don't yeah. find him funny like he's cheated on his wife multiple times he cheated on his wife while yeah. she was pregnant i'm like why do we keep giving this guy airtime like who's giving this who is giving, who keeps him giving this guy money <laughs> Like, it doesn't what? really make sense it doesn't make sense like because like like an example like i like to use is like when you see someone like an athlete in the news or something or, or whatever you're like oh okay 
or, or like 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 let's say an athlete does like you know those like gq like oh what's in my wallet or whatever yeah yeah you know yeah. one of those videos it's like oh okay they're doing it because you know they have a built-in fan base blah 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 blah. but then when i see kevin hart do it i'm like he's um, in my mind i'm like oh he's only doing this to maintain his like social relevance he's not doing it because oh he has yeah, a huge following of fans he's like he's doing it so he keeps himself in the public eye i agree you know? i agree with that i agree yeah because he but like i agree yeah. with that yeah. he's, he's done it so well that when he does do it now, we don't... see Tegan's like, another oh, example of that. Th- maybe. Uh, she's kind of dipped uh, off. She's also thing, annoying. But... <laughs> oh, because she, yeah, she told, like, this 18-year-old... Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What was yeah. she tell the 18-year-old? No, there was, like, a scandal that came um, out on this podcast I was watching. And apparently, like, when she was, like, 26, so it was quite old, she was, like, telling this, like, kid that obviously had issues... And was married to so basically it was this 18-year-old, I think, or 14. I forgot I they were young like 16, and they were married to like a to yeah, 16. She old. was married to like a 60-year-old guy. But you can see in the videos, like she's on something, like there's something like not right with her. And like Chrissy Teigen told her to like kill herself or something when she was 26. So people were like, Oh, you're 26, that's kind of old to be like saying those types of things. Basically, but um of like death threats and like a bunch a bunch of tweets like kept on kind of harassing her. Yeah, mm. it was a bit weird. But, like, there's a few people that kind of give me that kind of vibe where the Kardashians definitely, Kevin Hart definitely, there's probably more that we don't really, because we don't really follow celebrities like that. But there's always, like, specific celebrities that I always see information on. And I'm, like, wondering. So I thought, like, Google and all these things are meant to watch our movements. And you must not be watching closely enough because there's nothing on my feed that screams, oh, yes, I want to know that this debate, you know, Tristan's cheated on Chloe for like the 112th time and like I don't know why that keeps popping up I don't know why um but yeah it's a bit weird yeah but I definitely think like you said Selena, the idea of celebrity I've no, you know I've noticed more now I've noticed like sort of like a change like you actually have to have some sort of talent or like you actually have to do something quite impactful in your life to then get that like, idea really because I, I the, the person no no but tiktok yeah. let's be honest tiktok isn't like you know they're not universally famous they're famous amongst kids yeah but that's enough if you ha- if you have a niche if you that, that's how most, like all day every day that's like how many that's how TikTok that's how um business works or how explosive business works you find you have an audience mm. and you exp- and i think one uh business marketing term they use is like they try to basically extract as much as they can as much money as they can from like 1% of your audience. There's going to be 1% oh, of your audience yeah, who is going but, but, to yeah. give you as much money as they can and you try to get as much money as you can from them. And then whatever you get additionally from that is just a bonus. Because uh, cause I, I, the reason why, I, I definitely agree with that, but the reason why I was saying there's almost another shift in change to celebrity, because I'm thinking of like Greta Thunberg. Like she isn't like, she, I guess, but that's the thing. What's your idea of a celebrity? Because you can be Instagram famous, but that's not worldwide type of famous. So, like, for example, Greta Thunberg would be a celebrity, air quote, because she has a couple million followers and, like, you know, all these people are, like, super into like, the environmental stuff that she's discussing and talking about. So that's what I mean, like, sort of the idea of celebrity sort of changed because, you know, it used to be, like, you have an A-list celebrity and then you have all those things, but now it's kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know, like, what would mm-hmm. you define as a celebrity? Because Charlie D'Amelio's and all those people from TikTok like, I personally would, if I was to see them in the street, I wouldn't really consider them a celebrity. Like, I don't consider them celebrities, but then I'm not their niche. Like, would you consider them celebrities? 
Yeah, but it's about if you have a large amount of recognition, and again, that that definition is different for everyone. But yeah. I think I think just a large amount of recognition as a whole is enough. There are there are K-pop stars that we don't know about who I'm sure if they walked into True. a if they met Olga, she Olga would be ecstatic. Yeah. we wouldn't know. Who they They'd be like, we don't know who this person is. Again, what's the, then that, that aids to that whole thing? Like, what is a celebrity then? I guess the celebrity. Because, for example, sure there's, there's probably a definition. Were, we were discussing this with athletes as well. You know, we were saying basketball, American footballers, right? They're technically celebrities. But if they were to come to the UK, and then just walk around in the street. Would anyone really know uh, a basketball? Like, besides, like, LeBron and all the big names that Nike sponsors and plasts them and Adidas and all the plasts them all over the world. I'm going to use an NFL because none of us watch NFL, right? None of us know American football like that. If they were to come to London and sit next to us on the table and they got their millions of followers, right, and they play American football, they're technically a celebrity, but no one in the UK would know them. So like that that's the, that's the whole thing. Like Ijazi was even saying footballers tend to be more celebrity like or more well known because football is more of a universal global sport. Like people are more, more likely to recognize a footballer than recognize an American footballer in Amer- like a footballer in a, in America than an American footballer in in the UK. Or oh, what about celebrities who are like famous for just being a meme? Who who who's that? Like uh Gorilla Glue Girl or something. Yeah, was well, that's the thing. <laughs> the, uh, the, that's like five five minutes famous, you know, five second famous. Like Harambe, remember back in those days, he a dead gorilla was like more famous than a few people, uh, you know. But now it kind of went quiet. And then I saw a thing on Complex, like, oh, it's the anniversary of his death. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I remember Harambe. Hope he's. But I guess I guess uh, I, what I would define a celebrity as is someone who has uh, a large amount of recognition for something they've done. So. Like the okay. Gorilla Glue Girl, you could say is yeah. a celebrity because she got well known for doing whatever. Um, TikTok stars are celebrities because they've got famous yeah, for agree, yeah. doing whatever. K- K-pop athletes, etc., etc. Because I think it's definitely media. Yeah, but I guess in our mind we imagine like the super celebrity, like The Rock and stuff. But there are other there are subsections that that there are people who are famous in circles. So like there are film directors that I would know that you guys wouldn't. But if I saw their face, I'd be like, "Yo, that's that person." Or is that are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there are famous like doctors, I don't know, who like I don't know, invented the cure for certain diseases that Selena might know. But if they if they walk past us, we'd be like we, they look like any other person, yeah. you know? Or like a famous environmentalist just... or something like that. Like, you know, like are there, any, are there any famous ones? The only one I could think of is like Bill Nye and like Neil deGrasse. That doctor, that good looking doctor. Which that was doing oh my Bumble. god, Dr. Mike. Uh... But yeah, that, that yeah, Dr. Mike Mike is a perfect example of a celebrity. Uh, of the doctor celebrity type, you know, like I'm sure he's more famous amongst like uh medical circles than he is he is like amongst like layman's. Like I'm sure if you ask, I don't think even medical students watch that guy. Like I, no, yeah, but, not, not I even think watch. it's just not, thirsty girls who have been honest, all guys. But not I even not even watch, but like know him. Like okay, yeah, like I guess I know mm. him, but mm. like I don't go out of my free time to watch medical people exactly like, review medicine on YouTube. Like that's just saddening. But yeah, um, I had a point and I just forgotten it. 
it's it's interesting uh, with it, but I definitely agree with you. I think one thing I'll say because of what Jazz is saying, like there's different degrees. You know, you have those YouTubes or social media famous people. Then you have the actors. That's kind of like a category, and then the fashion people. And there's you know different industries, film industry, and all these things. I think because of all those little mini groups, there's mm-hmm. I think there's a growth in that whole sort of disassociation, like disconnection between like the real life person and the celebrity. And I definitely agree with you. COVID has definitely impacted that when you when you're stuck Absolutely, at home and you yeah. go and see someone go on a yeah. jet to like Bora Bora or whatever wherever they're going or they do a little quick oh LA <laughs> let's go to London for a few days and go but like not everyone can really be doing that um yeah. even little things like going to watch like a Champions League final like some of them you know they just flew down there just for bands to just do that but to be honest an everyday person did that as well but you know what I mean so um I definitely agreed I definitely agree. And I think a lot of celebrities as well might have lost the following when they were caught like doing parties and all those things. And, and, and this was like when the pandemic was really bad, not like now because it's kind of quieting down, air quote, but like at the peak of when people were dying. Yeah. They have such a disconnect to be like, wait, let me read the room and not go fly off to, oh, I want to get pasta. Okay, let's fly off to Italy and get pasta. Like, come on, come on. It's like exactly, we were talking about this ages ago when, uh, what's it called? Uh, which Kardashian went off to like a private island but got everyone around I was about to mention that yeah it was yeah. it Kim for Kim's birthday or something something yeah. like that yeah Kim's birthday and then Kendall Jenner did it but then she was like hey keep it on the down low but then people were still taking photos anyway yeah so silly mm. so silly such a disconnect really such a disconnect but oh, oh dear 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 but they but they get basically I think what what I think the main thing is that the there has been a clear dis- divide between the rules of the rich and the rules of the uh, yeah. poor. Yeah. Like, remember when, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know, do you guys know who Ted Cruz is? He's a, like an American senator. Oh, yeah. Republican. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he went um during like a, like a electrical power outage in Texas or something. He sent his daughters and like her, her his, his daughter and like her best friends, like a, the Cayman Islands or something. While the, the crisis is going on, and he went on the plane with them really? to this place, and then he came wow. back, and then he came like, "Oh no, uh, I was just going there to make sure she was okay." I'm like, mm, "Okay." Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, do you think do you see an end with this COVID thing? Or oh, COVID thing? I'm making it sound really, really, really. Obviously, COVID is a very serious thing. Do you see an end in sight with COVID? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah kinda. Tad. Like, like, I guess I, I guess you're, you're, you're the doctor. What does the doctor say? I don't know. I'm, I can see another wave happening at least in the UK, but I think people have been. A, I feel like because now it's been what a like almost two years. I don't even Jeez. know how long it's been. Or it's been over uh, a year. I don't know. But I just feel yeah. like as I was vaccinating like yesterday, the other day, um, we we're kind of talking about it. It was like I think as the vaccines are going out, people are more focused on that rather than whatever new strain is coming out or new wave. So you're do- yeah. I don't think people are going to really. I don't know if it's going to end, but I think people are kind of just sick of it and are going to get their vaccines and just live life Because you're a doctor, right? This is what's confusing me. Because what do... Okay, I actually... Let me just blank it. Yeah, Selena is studying medicine. Everything we're saying, yeah, make sure to fact check, okay? But anyways, yeah, do you, because you're nearly a doctor, um, I'm confused with this vaccine, right? Because didn't they say, like, this vaccine isn't like a, it's not a cure 
because it's like a common no, no, cold. No. That's why we keep getting sick from a common cold. So I'm confused why everything is so relaxed when the vaccine does. Firstly, not even everyone has the vaccine. And secondly, mm. with these new variants, I'm confused with the vaccines. Like, are, are they like yeah, so remaking it? Basically, yes, vaccines basically protect you from like that strain. Like that your body makes antibodies to fight off like that virus so one isn't going to protect you so you need to have both of them so that your body has to will have sufficient antibodies when it comes into contact with coronavirus problem is with as you said like new strains are coming out new variants so like you might see in the news people have been asking like the doctors and like people who have made the vaccine like oh does this protect against this strain this strain and they said yes so I guess it just depends on which next one comes out and then you have to see if it's effective against that one if it's not then I guess they have to work on like altering the vaccine or one but yeah I want to stick to my bet I said two years Mm -hmm. I said two years people looking at me uh uh, it seems to be two years wait two Two years to come back or... to some new normal, not obviously we never go. Oh, I feel like two because right. I, I I compared it to the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred years apart, and the Spanish flu took two years. So yeah. I was like, well, maybe it'll now, be two years. But okay. in during that time with the Spanish flu, it was a lo- it was a law to wear a mask. Here, it's human rights violations to wear a mask. And you know how it is. People people feel oppressed because they have to wear a mask. You know how it is with the Karens mm. you know the Karens are mm. hurting out there because they have mm. to be wearing masks and they have to be vaccinated they're hurting out there mm. okay, I think once everyone's vaccinated uh maybe things will get better but we'll see like everyone's going out again like yeah you can still, we should, book, you can we still should go and book a flight like the celebrities like you can still have the vaccine and still transmit COVID to anybody anyway so oh dear. it doesn't stop mm. you from having it you'll still be sick like mm. like you'll you'll still be carrying it but you just won't be sick so mm-hmm. you know that's Yikes. the problem but man i can't wait like, this is gonna we'll be in the history books and our kids will be learning about this and they <laughs> yeah, don't read the books kids come to me i know all the story actually no go to auntie selena she'll know but yeah <laughs> on on that glorious note thank you everyone so much uh for listening we are now going to be uploading every other wednesday actually you know we've always been uploading like that make sure to follow us on instagram and if you have any queries or questions that you would like to ask you can send us a dm on instagram or send us an email which will be linked down below Ijaz's and selena's social medias will also be linked down below in the episode as well so thank you very mm-hmm. much for listening and peace peace bye